0: Listening to the new life at home podcast with Tim and my guest this week on the podcast is Sandra Clifford. Sandra shares about the ways that she is and has been involved in community and she also lets us know about TIER, an organization that's on about building sustainable communities. Now, there's a way that we can be involved after listening to Sandra, let me encourage you to jump on the New Life website, discovernewlife.church and from there, you'll be able to go straight to the New Life Tear Fund Useful Gift Shop to purchase a gift. Or if you'd prefer to do it in person, Sandra is going to be set up on the 29th of November at our outdoor service. Sandra, welcome to the podcast for this episode.
1: Uh, thanks for inviting me, Tim.
0: It's great to have you. You're gonna chat to us about TIER and the useful gifts that we can be contributing to in the lead up to Christmas and into January as well. And there's lots of great stuff that you're gonna share about how TIER support communities, but we're gonna get to know you a little bit better first. And something that I've learned about you, Sandra, just from talking with you is that you're a very community-oriented kind of person what kind of ways have you involved yourself in community
1: well I guess I've I've been community minded for a long time I, I think working in education is a very community focused uh, occupation to have but as our children were growing up we got involved in in lots of community things mostly around the sports that they played so mm. active members of the the swimming club and transporting kids to sporting fixtures and all of those sorts of things, just anything that you can do to help out and be part of your own children's growing up. Mm. So for us, that's how it really started. And then since moving to Canberra, one of my retirement goals, and you know, they say you should always have goals for retirement so (laughs) so that you're not bored. And I don't do bored very well. Mm. So the two things I've become most involved in here in Canberra are Lifeline, And also Radio 1RPH, so Radio for the Print Handicapped.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. What do you do at Lifeline exactly?
1: So at Lifeline, uh, I work on the phones along with the other volunteers. And I usually do a four-hour shift a week there. And that's a real privilege to hear people's stories and Mm. just to be able to to be there with them Mm. um, with whatever it is that they're going through at the time. That's yep. an amazing thing. And I always yep. come away from a shift feeling very grateful myself. Yeah, it's wow. a, a pretty empowering thing to do, pretty humbling thing to do.
0: Yeah, so listening to people and then that um, enables you to reflect on what you have as well. As and, well, yes. Mm. And
1: and it's not about me, of course, but yeah. it's like most things in life. When you get something out of it yourself, of course, you put more of yourself into it as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. And yeah. so what about the radio What are you doing there?
1: Yeah, well, I got involved in radio. I went to uh, one of the Canberra Volunteers Expos, I think uh, not long after we moved here six years ago. And Radio 1 RPH just happened to have a stall. And, of course, I've always loved reading, being a teacher, Mm. especially a primary teacher. Reading to young people is, you know, is a thing that you enjoy doing. Yep. And they were looking for news readers, and so I volunteered. And I still read the news, so we read the news live, yep. and that's quite exciting for me because I'm involved with the Wagga team. So okay. we read the Wagga Daily Advertiser, yep. and it goes live to Wagga and Junee uh, every weekday morning. So that's quite oh, exciting.
0: Wow. I didn't realise that you were a newsreader, Sandra. That's great. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, it's reading the newspapers. It's not quite. I'm no Dan <laughs> sure I can assure you. So, so what the what the station aims to do is to read the print media, hmm. so that people who are unable to access print for whatever reason hmm. uh, can hear the full news items and not just the snapshot that you might get. Um, Mm. from listening to the news on the TV or the radio.
0: Mm. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. Must be enjoyable. Um, Thinking about your education background now, you mentioned that you were a school teacher, a primary teacher. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the school is a community hub, bringing lots of different people together from different families, different walks of life. Do you want to share just a little bit about where you taught and the kinds of communities that, you and Graham were a part of as yeah, teachers
1: yeah, absolutely. We both started our teaching in Mount Druid in the western suburbs of Sydney hmm. and that was a really powerful time. I think as most people would know, it's a fairly disadvantaged socioeconomically and socioeducationally disadvantaged community yeah. and so to start teaching there, well you learned a lot very very quickly. Hmm. And I guess it's also make or break time for many teachers. And we Mm. found that we were surrounded by wonderful mentors, Mm. uh, people who really helped us to refine the craft of teaching. And then from there, we went to Mudgie for six years. And then uh, we both took promotions positions out to Cobar. So, wow. Talk about going west young man. Well, we just kept going west. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. So you started in the west of Sydney. Yes. And then you went west to Budgie and yes. then further west to And then to further Koba. west,
1: that's right. Then we came a little bit further east and uh, we we're at Turawena for a couple of years. Now, mm. many people wouldn't have even heard of Turawena, which incidentally means home of the brown snake, and mm. they did have a lot of them. It's uh, nestled at the foothills of the Warrumbungles. So, yep. just off the Newell Highway between Gilgandra and Coonabarabra, and you'll find Turawena. So, that was oh, a great wow. couple of years, small school. So, mm. I was principal of a three teacher school, teaching principal. Wow. And uh, two of our kids went to school there as well. So, that was good.
0: Fantastic. And, and what did you learn about communities from being a school teacher? Uh,
1: I, well, I certainly learned that they can be wonderful assets
0: mm.
1: or bring you down depending on, yeah. <laughs> on what's going on at the time. But generally speaking, yeah, wonderful people who really want the best for their kids and are usually very happy to get in and, and help mm. with that. Mm. Uh, I found that the more you talk to people, the more you get an understanding of, of who they are and what's important to them and their children mm. and their lives. Mm. And so from Turawena, we went to Holbrook. And then I had uh, five years in uh, Mount Austin in Wagga, another western suburb school.
0: I lived in Mount Austin for about seven or eight years. Yeah. My first seven or eight years of life.
1: Well, that was a great Mm. and quite diverse community as well. Yeah. Very diverse.
0: Yeah. Well, you're here to talk to us about TIER as Mm. well, um, as share some of your life with us. And thanks so much for sharing that. Uh, What is it about TIER that you really like? Uh, and how did you first hear about Tear?
1: I think I first heard about Tear when uh, we were going to St Aidan's, Presbyterian in um, in Wagga, after we moved to Wagga. And I was asked to, oh well, there was a, a call out for somebody to help the person who was running the Tear stall, yep. And so I put my hand up for that. And that's how I got to, involved with the Useful Gift Shop But I'd already really like the idea of tier being about building sustainable communities. So Mm. getting in and working alongside people in communities to empower them rather than just provide aid that once it's withdrawn, there's nothing left and people are no better off. Mm. This idea of if we help people to develop skills and resources that they didn't have before, that can be really life changing.
0: Yeah. And so what is it about what do they do? How do they go about doing that work of supporting communities and building sustainable communities, not just putting band-aids over problems, if you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Because unfortunately with band-aids, they tend to come off even before you're ready to take them off. And what are you left with? Open source. So TIER gets in um, a lot to do with providing education. So providing schools, but not just providing teachers, but providing teacher training. And then of course, um, poverty is a huge issue in many parts of our world. And so it's also about building sustainable practices for people to be able to put food on the table and to earn an income for themselves. And there are many programmes like that, of course, you know, out there. Mm. But Tier is one that, yeah, it's one I've really come to enjoy and recognise and find the useful gift shop a great way to engage with that.
0: Mm. Yeah, it sounds like a an awesome way to provide practically for communities. Absolutely. Yeah, alongside obviously that gospel word um, going out, it's an outworking of that. I was having a look at the catalogue online uh, this morning uh, on the TIER website. I saw there that I can buy a chicken. Now what am I giving to a community when I buy a chicken? Is that am I? Is it just a single chicken for a family to eat one night or is there something more than that?
1: Well it is a bit more than that. You're not buying them a pet. Okay. And you're not buying them a roast dinner.
0: <laughs> Rightio. <laughs> okay. Good to know.
1: So what you are doing is helping them to put food on the table because as we know, Chickens lay eggs, yes. eggs hatch more chickens. Yep. And so we can build some st- sustainability around uh, food production for the family themselves, but also excess in the way of eggs to be able to sell to bring in other income for the family to perhaps put some more food on the table. So okay. it is about building sustainable practice yep. uh, and about nourishing people in a way that's um, yeah really helps them to grow and develop.
0: Okay, so I'm not just investing in like one chicken for a family, I'm investing in them being able to provide food for themselves. Exactly. Okay, that's fantastic. What about if I bought a goat?
1: A goat. What well, happens
0: if I buy a goat? Am I just buying no what am I buying?
1: Okay, so if you're buying a goat, same sort of thing. You're yep. helping people to develop better nutrition because goat's milk is very nutritious. Uh, yep. and also an income so goats can be reared to provide other goats and the milk can yep. be sold and so again mm, you're there's helping. produce from the goat that's yeah, right yeah. yes fantastic
0: yeah. so similar idea what, what are some of the other things that i could contribute to uh, we could contribute to from the tier useful gift website online or through the store. Specifically, maybe in terms of education, you talked about your education background, you're passionate about education. What difference can we make for education?
1: Absolutely. I'm always drawn to the the education range of gifts on the useful gift shop. So for $5, you can buy an early learning card. So that means that children from really marginalised backgrounds who often struggle with school can build more solid foundations uh, with their learning. With preschool children, for instance, helping to prepare them, developing skills, opportunities to socialise, you know, building confidence in themselves and their ability to learn. Uh, Other gifts also provide teacher training, so helping to train teachers right there on the spot in the community not only supports their community it supports themselves in being able to generate an income for themselves and helps Mm. that community to thrive more expensive gifts around the idea of community school classes helping people to access education of course is a huge challenge so Mm. education needs resources and so those more expensive gifts go into a pool to help you know, provide wider education opportunities and schooling Mm. for groups of children.
0: Mm. Yeah, and I Mm. love the little cards that you can buy people and Mm. that tangible, you know, for kids they can, you know, hold that, hey, look, I've got a chicken kind of thing. It's a teaching tool as well, so families can really get involved and get behind it. Um, This year's been a strange year, the COVID year, and, you know, we're yet to regather physically as one um, big church um so given that we normally would have the tier stall starting around this time of year Mm -hmm. how can we be involved in giving through tier this year
1: okay well we will have uh the website up and running so you will be able to buy gifts online or you can just make a donation online you don't have to opt to get the card if that's not something you need yep we will also have one opportunity one big opportunity to physically buy mm. gifts this year and that will be at our combined service on the 29th so
0: that's yeah, a, yep. a really so
1: exciting time
0: 29th of november outdoor service um there'll be a stall there yes that you'll be on sandra i will be there yes yep. i'll be
1: looking for a helper for that actually But
0: <laughs> <laughs> well why wouldn't you want to go up and say hello to sandra after hearing her share Uh, some of her story uh, and also uh, letting us know about TEAR and the ways that we can be giving. Thanks so much Sandra for coming on the podcast this episode to chat to us about community and TEAR and the difference that TEAR makes in communities.
1: My pleasure Tim, thanks for asking me.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast with Sandra Clifford. Just a reminder that You can jump on the website, discovernewlife.church and from there go to the New Life Tear Fund Useful Gift Shop to make your purchase. Also, you can turn up at the outdoor service coming up on the 29th of November and find Sandra there. She'll have a tear stall going and you can purchase a gift in person if you would prefer. I'll be back again next week for another episode. Until then, goodbye.